Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Ayers on the Road. We are on the road this week. We're in New York City and we were going to, we had a show all planned out today, but we have had such an interesting week here in the city. We thought we'd better do the show on a tribute to NYC and not, not what you'd expect, not the normal thing. Um, <laughs> actually, I was surprised you're saying here, we're here in NYC. We're here in NYC, which is so <laughs> fun after being gone for so long. Everyone is so thrilled, even though COVID is still raging, but I just passed a COVID testing station on my way. Oh, yeah, mobile, mobile Mom, stations, Mama, um, mobile vaccinations. Um, everywhere, but and masks inside. You did everywhere. go to the MoMA? You went to the MoMA? I went there, oh. but I didn't, couldn't go in. Oh. Because it didn't open <laughs> until after I had to leave. Oh, boy. Well, um, you know, um, Linda... A lot of our friends who live in, here in the city were wondering if New York had ever come back. I mean, a year ago, this place was shut down and people were so depressed and people were saying, you know, we may never know the New York we used to know. I mean, you know, Broadway was closed. All the events were closed. The subways were closed at times and highly regulated. Other times it was hard to get around. It was hard to function the restaurants were closed it was just it wasn't the new york city that we all know and and people were saying yeah it'll, it'll never come back but boy has it come back well it has and you know what they were saying that 20 years ago too oh and after 9 11 in 10 days yeah. or so we are going to uh pass the 20th anniversary of 9 11 and we were here actually two weeks after 9-11 as well, and we can talk about and that. I, I was there one week before with Sadie, and we had we had lunch, and the, what was called the sky, what was it called? The top of the, the restaurant and the top of the Twin Towers. It'll come to me. Anyway, those of you who are tuned in expecting to hear what we said we'd do last week, which was an episode on pre-mortal existence, which we're writing about right now and really excited about. Don't worry, we'll get back to that. Well, don't you think we were looking down at New York and that pre-mortal existence? Well, true, someday true. maybe good, we'll be there. <laughs> good connection, good connection. But we love this city for some personal reasons, and almost everyone has some connection to New York, and so we thought maybe we could tie it in, and there's a little bit of spiritual aspect to what we're going to say and also a lot of family aspect to what we're going to say. Well, even if you've never been to New York, I'll bet a lot of your ancestors came through New York City. Uh, through um, Ellis Island. Through Ellis Island. There are so many connections to this amazing city. Wow, they've built new buildings since we've been gone. There's a shard that, I don't know what it's called, but I would call it the shard. But then there's a shard in London. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it is just unbelievable. We Actually, we have two sons here right now, too. Who are moving back to the city. Let's get to that in a minute, though. Should we do a historical vignette here linda all Lund. right you go ahead i was out i was out you're running the new york boy i was running through central park earlier this morning and thinking about 
the connections and the love we have for this city. And, and you really put the perspective on it, Linda. Our ancestors came through here. And it happened that my grandfather, Swenson, as a young boy, pulled into New York Harbor on, on the ship he was on from Liverpool and uh, Sweden down to Liverpool and then across. And they pulled in on the 4th of July. And the little boy, 13, I think he was, and fireworks going off. And he thought, "How oh, what a wonderful country. They're welcoming me with fireworks. <laughs> 4th of July. But let's be personal. You know, let's start in the 60s. Let's do a little thing on each decade and, and try to tie it into family and the spirit and also just to our love for this city. I... I came on, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, before, before you launch on that, I was just sitting here thinking thoughts are flooding into my mind. Yeah. A lot of, my, several of my ancestors came in through New Orleans. They went south and came through oh. New Orleans and think what's happened in New Orleans in the last two oh, weeks. Oh, the last two weeks. Oh, my weeks. goodness. Oh. There's still a million people without electricity. How could they have possibly thought what could have happened oh that would have been a good start years. to the show one from one personal disaster to another too because a couple of weeks ago we, we were evacuated from our home in park city because of the fire in parley's canyon and well, we two nights ago we were we were sitting in a play on broadway which is just reopening barely and when we came out, Linda, I couldn't see the street. The rain was streaming down I so hard. I could not believe it. And uh, you've read about it in the news this week. Three inches of rain in one hour. It was incredible. <laughs> um, we were soaked when we got there, but then when we came out, it was worse. It had tripled. It was amazing. And then you probably have seen the pictures of the subways flooding and people not be just driving through with their cars buried i mean not so much in new york as i think as in new jersey new jersey and on and on on island. but we were on lot we were out at the u.s open in queens and uh earlier that day and we left in order to come in to see a play in the city and it's a good thing we did because a lot of people could not get back to the city from queens because they were it was just inundated. The U.S. Open tennis was just inundated. But anyway, it's been an exciting week. And when we woke up the next morning after that rain, it was, I don't want to try to wax poetic about this, but there are certain days in New York City, usually in the fall, usually later in the fall, when the sky is perfectly blue and clear and crisp and the temperature's in the low 70s, and it is just absolutely glorious. And that's the way it was the morning after that bad rainstorm on uh, on Wednesday night. Well, we've had two days like that. Today, it's still summering this beauty. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, you should know that it's a rare day because you spent a lot of time here as a young man. Well, let's start with the 60s. We'll give you a little little tribute on each decade. I was called on a mission for the LDS Church, and when my call came, it said the Eastern States Mission. At that stage, all that the mission included was New York City. And uh, <laughs> I rode a train all the way from Salt Lake to New York City. And of course the train goes underground in New Jersey and I'm this little farm boy. Well, I guess I wasn't a farm boy. You were a farm girl, but I'm this small town yeah, kid. 
who's just turned 19, and I came up out of the subway and the train station at Grand Central Station and looked up, and I said to myself, I'm not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just the start of the most wonderful two years. Um, in fact, you know, I'm going to post on Instagram the pictures I took this week as I was going around and thinking of memories, and the first one that'll be there is is a beautiful building on at 973 Fifth Avenue, Fifth Avenue and 79th Street. And that's where we went right after we came from Grand Central Station and walked into that building, a, a gorgeous oval staircase that went up six floors that was actually used in filming Gone with the Wind. And I was just like, oh man, I'd like to live here someday, just idle thinking. And I ended up living there for 13 and a half months of my two-year mission. And it was just a marvelous experience. Uh, I'm also going to post on, on Instagram. It's just Richard Linda Iyer, at Richard Linda Iyer on Instagram, if you want the illustrated version of today. Uh, is that right? At Richard Linda Iyer, all strung together. Well, That's right. Richard Linda Iyer on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we also had the New York World's Fair. It was 1964 and 1965, a two-year the biggest World's Fair ever, I guess, and the church had a pavilion there. Funny we called it a pavilion. It's a word we've used a lot lately, but uh, there we, we were able to take thousands of people every day and tell them what we believed and why we believed it and so on, and so many great experiences there, meeting people from all over the world, and ironically, that's where we were yesterday because that's where the U.S. Open it, tennis tournament is. The Unisphere, that big, beautiful globe, was the symbol of the New York World's Fair. All the fair is gone now, except for what used to be the New York State Pavilion still standing. And the Unisphere is still there. So right where the tennis is played is where, our, where I spent so much time guiding people through the Mormon Pavilion was called in those days. You should um, post those pictures of you teaching in the pavilion and that Unisphere. We, in fact, we took pictures of the Unisphere every time we come because it's such a fabulous um, thing to look at, but also because it's such amazing memories. Yeah, that's where the first our church first acquired the copy of the Christus, the large... 12-foot statue of the resurrected Christ and that was the, yeah, yeah that was the beginning of the, the the tour that people went through when they came in and we would tell them first and foremost that we were the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints one I can't resist one experience one night I was closing the pavilion and there was a man who hadn't left yet and he was standing in front of the Christus looking up at it and I went down to remind him that we were closed, and I put my hand on his shoulder, and he turned, and then I saw that his collar, he was a Catholic priest. The Vatican Pavilion was right across the street from where we were, and he was an official there. And, and when he turned, he was crying. His, his eyes were, his cheeks were wet, and I apologized for, for interrupting his thought. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, uh, uh, that's okay. He said, the difference between your pavilion and ours is we have the dead Christ and you have 
the living Lord. I remember exactly the words he said. And what was interesting about that is that, the and this is not a dispersion on the Catholic Church, they had in their pavilion Michelangelo's Pieta, the actual from Rome, they had brought it over. The most, maybe the most beautiful it sculpture so ever gorgeous. ever created. It is so beautiful of Mary holding the, the slain Christ, and it's it's marble that almost seems to come alive. Michael, it's, I remember seeing it and thinking, I need to I need to know more about this because it's so unbelievable. But that was his reference that we have the dead Christ and you have the living Lord. But there was something in his tone of voice that, and in his tears that suggested he meant more than the statues. Anyway, take that for what it's worth. But that was the, that was the 60s. And then Linda, the 70s, we lived down the road in Washington, D.C., and we came up to New York a lot. Yeah, we did. We just love coming to New York, and obviously I was a country bumpkin. <laughs> I really was a country bumpkin. And uh, I, I had never really been here, but wow, did I fall in love with this place. It is so amazing. I know a lot of people are not, don't feel that way about yeah, it. That's it's true. too dirty, too many people, you know. And in but, the 70s, it was a dangerous city, much more so than it is yes, today. Yes, it was, definitely. But you were, you were here when the lights went out. Oh, I forgot Crazy. to tell Probably about that. Probably anybody listening would not even know. Well, what no, means. there was a movie made about it. Where were you when the lights went out? And, and we, we were missionaries driving down Park Avenue, which is like a box canyon, big buildings on each side, and the Pan Am building, which is now MetLife at the end. And we were driving along. Everything disappeared. The power went out in the whole city. All that was left was the car lights. It was the most eerie feeling. We spent that whole night as missionaries helping people get home because nothing worked. The subways were down, everything was down, and it was a really interesting, wonderful night. Thanks for remembering that. But now to the 70s again. Well, yeah, eventually we'll get to the early show, which has been a little while ago now, Oh, yeah, that'll, years that'll ago. be, we'll get to that. Uh, but anything more in the 70s, we'd drive up. It was a four-hour drive. Oh, we got to take a break. We'll come back and tell about the 80s, 90s, 00s, and 10s in New York City, a tribute to this wonderful place. And we'll get into some family stuff and some spiritual connections. Hang on. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back talking about one of our favorite places in the world. It really is such a joy to be back here. And you obviously are here because you were here for the first half. So I think you should just go right on. Okay. Well, we're here on 57th Street, which is a, an amazing street where the, the tallest buildings have just gone up. These huge residential towers, Seventh one Avenue. on Park Avenue and, and two right here on 57th between um, 6th and 7th. And, and we're looking out on this glorious day and we couldn't help talking a little about New York City. Now, the 80s came along, and um, that was our publishing era, and our publishers were here in New York City, so we were here quite often. We were brought back to the city for, for to see our, our first publisher was Random House, which is right on 6th Avenue, and then later Simon & Schuster, 
and uh, all the meetings were with publishers here and it was just pretty amazing to to get back to the city fairly often to work with agents and with publishers and with publicists. Most of our book tours when we went out back in the day started in New York. And those were some great days. Wow, those were amazing days. I was often pregnant <laughs> and so happy to leave the children <laughs> home <laughs> for a little while. We used to actually hire a young couple, and the kids were fine as long as they had a baby. If they had a baby, they were just fine. And oh, the ba- they wanted babysitters that had a baby. The baby, yeah. and they wanted sugar-coated cereal. Oh, right. Which those was two real things. Big. So I bought those. We got those two things. <laughs> And they, and it was writing a book where everybody had to be for, and then we'd stay home for 10 days and then go back out again for five days. Hey kids, we're going for, for a few days, but we'll have babysitters that have a baby for you to play with and we'll get you sugar-coated cereal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was really so fun. Um, often we took a baby with us and... Um, and when we went to San Francisco, I never remember. I had broken my foot. <laughs> I was in a cast with oh, the baby. Oh, no. Come, don't we get to San Francisco. Crazy. we got to stay yeah. with New York City. Right. Let's go to the, the 90s. The 90s were really interesting for us in the city because we now had a, a couple of our daughters going to school in Boston, so we'd always come through New York to go to see them. And... That was the the early nineties, ninety two actually, when when our book Teaching Your Children Values went to number one on the New York Times bestseller oh, list. I think it was ninety three because you the lost end of ninety two, yeah, ninety two, yeah. yeah. And so um, that was an amazing time because all most of the network shows originate in New York, and so we were able to be on the Donahue show and on the Today's show and on Oprah's. the Good <laughs> Morning Oprah America. Show. Well, Oprah's in Chicago, but uh, that'll do. That'll be okay. Yeah, that one was great. <laughs> and so we were here doing that, and quite an interesting opportunity at, toward the end of the 90s where we were asked to do a regular monthly segment on parenting and families, life balance on the CBS on the morning show. Morning show. Um, CBS this morning, and we we only did it a, a, maybe two or three times, and then came nine eleven. Oh, now we're with, into with the Jane year two thousand. Jane Clayson was the host, and we and well, Brian Gumbel, yeah, and, and Brian Gumbel was there too. But it it was amazing because we came two weeks after nine eleven, and it was, that was the last time. Amazing! It was amazing. We went down to Ground Zero was still smoking we looked through all of those um those stores there were three inches of dust on top of all the jeans and the things laid out in the stores and so on everything of course was closed but there was there was a couple of inches of just dust oh, everywhere just, so just oh it was devastating unbelievable and sadie was here by bars. then our daughter was going to columbia at the time was a student there and that's a full circle too because just last night we were back at Columbia with our granddaughter Anna who's a sophomore there couldn't go last year had to go online but she's a sophomore this at is Columbia. her first week actually first being week. in New York City at Columbia so we just had dinner with her last night and we're so excited for her she's a swimmer she's swimming for Columbia 
and uh, was there with a cute friend, and we were there with our two sons. Who knew this was going to happen? Well, go back a little again to right after the 90s. What do you call the next decade? The OOs? The OOs. <laughs> 2000 to 2010. New York became even more important to us because uh, three of our sons lived here in that decade. Uh, First Noah. No, then, first Tal. Well, didn't Noah come first? No, Talmadge was here working. Oh, that's right. Talmadge first, and then Noah, and then Eli, and they all lived here for some time, and Eli and Noah are now moving back to the city. But that was a year when, um, let's just think about it, not that this will matter so much to people, but Talmadge and Noah lived on the Upper East Side, and then Eli moved into the Upper West Side, they were not overlapping, but we, we began to think, hey, we'll always have someone living in the city. And uh, we used to joke that it'd be neat if you had a different house here and there all over the world, but it's even better if you have a, a child living with their family and your grandkids in the cities where you want to visit. And we were doing well because we had New York and we had London and we had Zurich and we could go there and and sleep in their guest room or on their air mattress. <laughs> Usually on their air mattress. Usually on their air couch. mattress. Uh, but, I mean, we're not certain that they're coming. Uh, Eli may or may not find yeah. something. Yeah, true. So, true. Um, we're, they're just looking for business here right now. So but that's the, the OOs of years is that we were just back and forth a lot because our kids were here. and. Uh, then, as you mentioned, the awfulness 20 years ago of 9-11 and the same predictions, the city will never be the same and how resilient it bounced back and how wonderful it was. And, and then, I guess, came the 2010s and uh, we still had kids living here and we were still working with publishers and publicists in the city, so we would come quite a lot. And what was I thinking of that that happened fairly recently to us here? We just—it's almost well. The the thing is, you can root yourself on so many of our speaking trips where we would be going somewhere in the world. The easiest connection was through New York, even though JFK might be the worst airport in the world. <laughs> but we would come through and we'd plan a day or two, and we love the tennis and the tennis being right there where the World's Fair was and where I spent those early years. It's just always an attraction to come back and spend a little time and the end of August, 1st of September, when it's usually really, really hot. Right. But this year we had these beautiful days. It was, apparently it was scorching hot a couple of weeks ago. And now it's just absolutely so gorgeous. Um, I think our love for this has just been kind of a happy accident, just because we it just our lives have just kind of fallen into New York over and over and over again. And of course, our kids. I remember when Sadie was here at Columbia, she um, she started every letter with in capital letters, "I love life." I love I love life. New York. And. Um, it really is, well, just her life in general. She loved it here in New York, and she was in Chinatown working as a social worker. She did a master's in social work at Columbia, and she was working with Chinese students who had just immigrated, and that's just her cup of tea. Yeah, but there's something 
there, you know, people gravitate, artists particularly, but, but you could also argue for business and other things, gravitate to the city because so much is going on here. And there is something about the excellence that you can find in the city. There's something about, when you, when you go to a Broadway show or to a concert in Carnegie Hall or to something at the Met or when you're in the, the Metropolitan Museum of Art or when you're in the MoMA, there, there's something, I can never quite say this right, but there's something about pure excellence that is, that is spiritual. You know, it's like to use a sports metaphor. If you're a, if a gymnast gets a perfect ten, there's something that separates it from a nine point nine. It almost becomes ethereal. It becomes beautiful. And we've seen performances not only in New York but other places that we're glad we have a, a word in the English language that moves you. Lifts you're you, you're yeah. moved by it. And you're, you're not sure if you're moved by the emotion of it or whether it's the spirit of it. There, it. It's when the line begins to blur a little between the emotional and the spiritual. You feel something, you feel a performance or a song or something so deeply that, it, that you're moved. And you're not sure whether you're just moved emotionally because you're tearing up or whether there's a spiritual element to it. It some really kind. is so fun. In fact, at Grammy Camp this year... Uh, every year we do some art and some music with the kids. I just send them. I think That's I've done this before. Yeah. I send them maybe uh, six. This year we're going down a little bit because it was a little bit. <laughs> it used to be ten and ten, but six beautiful music pieces, uh, classical music pieces, and um, six beautiful art pieces. And this year, um, maybe last year we did Starry Night, but this year we did Jackson Pollock and. What a thrill, because our grandchildren, Noah came, our, one of our sons who's uh, trying to locate here, um, brought his children for two weeks to New York City. And when I asked their 15-year-old, how did you like it? He said, well, I like two things. The street food is awesome <laughs> and the museums. He said, "That's I'm, pretty great. It was you, so that's because of you. Awesome. You've no, taught him said, that. We saw Lavender Miss by Jackson Pollock, and it was so awesome. And then I saw Starry Night, and it was just amazing. Kind of small, but it was really amazing to be able to see that. And that just thrilled me because this young man is extraordinary, anyway. But he really." But he, and you know, as you might guess, he's not too excited to move. But um, he said, I don't really want to, but I will. And he's just really so great. Well, that's been an interesting trip down memory lane. And again, if you want to see some illustrations of some of the places we've been talking about in the city and our, our little capsulization of our love for certain parts of this city, I didn't even mention that, you know, what's interesting from a church standpoint, when I was first here in the 60s, there, there was just one LDS church, one church of our faith, and it was on uh, West 81st Street in a, in a Jewish synagogue that the church had rented at that time and ended up buying, I think. And that was all. And now there's, I think, nine or ten congregations just in Manhattan and several beautiful buildings, including a temple at Lincoln Center. 
we 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 were st- often would stay in the in the the decade of ten to twenty at Lincoln Center and near Juilliard, where we could watch incredible performances. But uh, the the growth of the LDS Church of our faith has been phenomenal here, and the wards or the congregations are so great because they're a mixture of business people and banking and so on, but also a lot of artists, a lot of performers. Well, in fact, we're right across the street from Carnegie Hall, and a couple of years ago, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, which is now the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square, was, the electricity went off and no, they that, went that out sang in the, the streets. That was the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. That was the Millennial Choir that two of our grandkids were singing in. Uh, oh, and they went oh, out that's and sang right. in the street because the power have, went they out. They have again. also sung here. Yeah, yeah, they have, of course. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of exciting things. So, anyway, if you are looking for someplace fun to go, you might <laughs> yeah, want to. You might want to consider. <laughs> consider New York City, but maybe wait for a few months because it looks like maybe we've reached the peak on the. COVID, but we'll cross our fingers and hope for the so, best. So join us on Instagram at Richard Linda Iyer, and we'll show you some pictures, and come back next week for Ours on the Road. We're going to get back to the series we're doing on a parental God, on heavenly parents, and on basically the beginning uh, in a pre-mortal life, and we're excited to talk about that and about how we can follow the divine model for parenting and try to parent our children the way God parents us. So we'll hope you come back next week. So we hope you will, and thanks for listening. We love New York. And signing off. See you next time on Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye.